Boom. Good morning. Good morning. On today's podcast, I've got special guest, Dr. Vic Manzo. Dr. Manzo is a business mindset coach, chiropractor, three times author, podcaster, and speaker. His hidden edge is to experience his soul in physical realms. In other words, to truly understand and experience who I am prior to all the programming conditioning I went through growing up. It is what I seek for myself and what I focus on in helping others. Through this process, it allows for me to experience true fulfillment in all areas of my life. Have a listen. This is an amazing, amazing episode. Welcome to your Hidden Edge podcast, where there's a belief that each and every one of us has a hidden edge, one that could unlock that next level of success in any area of life. Unfortunately, that edge is hidden tucked away and buried deep underneath layers and layers. In this podcast, we'll uncover the hidden edge of high-performance leaders, executives, athletes, coaches, and authors to open your mind and stretch your frame of reality. If you know you want more, can do more, and be more, then this is the right podcast for you. Let's uncover your hidden edge. Welcome to the show. I am excited to have special guest Vic Manzo on the show. Vic, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm excited to have, be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive right in to your hidden edge. What is it? And then how did you discover it? I always like to start with those two questions. You know, for me, I, it's one of those things where I've always had, and I'm just going to call it pattern recognition. So okay. what that means is I could take something in one element and I can see it in some aspect. And then I can weave it in and connect and see how it somehow connects to something else. Okay. And so I'll give a little backstory on this. So it's kind of like when I first started studying um, spirituality, quantum physics, consciousness, all those things 15 years ago, I was like, okay, this is great. This is cool information, but where does this show up in life? How does it intersect? How do these things, because I always believe truth shows up in many forms. Okay. And so for me, it was one of those things where I started to look at these things and I go, well, if there's truth over here, then how is, where are hidden clues in the body? Cause I studied, I was a chiropractor. So I studied neuroscience and functional neurology and all these other things. And I'm like, where's the hidden clues there? And then from there, I started to see hidden clues in other aspects. And I started to connect the pattern and see how that all inter intersected. And I go, that's gotta be truth because truth will only show up there. That also helps though, in my own life and helping others where it comes to those things in the subconscious that we do that we don't realize that we do automatically, like 95% of our life is dictated that way, being yep. able to recognize the patterns of people getting in these traps and then they don't realize it, uncovering them and showing them, here's how you can do this. And taking those different types of patterns and seeing them in different realms allows me to share things in a way to make it digestible for the individual in many different ways. Because like being a chiropractor, um, one of the things is it's one of the most misinformed professions that exists, because if I ask people in the public, what's chiropractic, they're going to say it's neck pain, back pain, and headaches. Yep. And that's the majority of people, but chiropractic is consciousness. So now you hear someone else saying, wait, that's consciousness. What do you mean? That's consciousness. This is way out there. Never heard that ever. Um, but when it comes to using those analogies and patterns and so forth, to be able to share it in different realms, I'm able to connect to the person better, be able to relate to them better and be able to help them shift then in that process. Okay. So pattern recognition, how, how did you discover you were good at it? How did you like it? It probably came through pain or, you know, a life lesson. What, what was the backstory there? 
It was. There was a lot of struggles I grew up with, especially as a young kid. Um, just emotionally, I was very emotional, and and being in that way, coming from a stressful environment, it you know there wasn't. It's just like go figure it out on your own, right? And so okay. then I had to learn how to. From a stressful environment, I had to learn how to pick up in cues of people. Where are they at? Like when as I got older, I'm like, well, I'm an empath. I can read people. I understand where they're at before they even say anything to me. And then later down the road, I find out, no, the reason why you're like that is because of this X, Y, Z stuff. And I'm going, ah, that explains it. That's why I'm always analyzing things. Okay. And that's where the whole, from that experience, um, had me always looking for those kind of things in some way, shape or form. Okay. So with the upbringing, it was figure it out. And then you had a choice, right? What, what do I, I, I got to figure it out. I got to read people. I've got to get creative. I got to get resourceful to, to figure it out. Then studying what you've gone down from a chiropractic perspective, then the conscious, you said, Hey, 95% is of what we do is driven through our subconscious mind. People would be blown away by that. Expand on that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, from the age of zero to seven, everything that everything that has happened in our life is from that perspective that's been imprinted into us in some way, shape, or form. Imprint just means conditioned. It's a program. It's something that we believe to be absolute truth. Uh, by the age seven, your logic brain has, not, it's not fully developed, but it has developed enough now to where it knows logic of right and wrong, good and bad, and all those kind of things. At that age, though, the brain has determined that it knows life. Like okay. it knows I've stuck, I've been here for seven years. Here's my experience for these first seven years. And we're not even talking about ancestral passing on genetic yep. stuff. And I don't mean when I say genetic, I'm not talking about diseases and stuff like that. That's, that's not it. It's actually genetically when we pass down to our offspring, when, when mom and dad come together and, 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 and uh, or, you know, sperm and egg come together, there is genetic code that gets passed down for survival purposes. And it's basically okay. saying, here's what life was. Right. So that's also part of it. But from age zero to seven, the brain at seven years old, the brain says, this is it. This is life. This is how it is. So a lot of times I tell people that like we are adults are really just children in big bodies. Okay. Because our conditioning and our mind, this is where it gets conditioned. And then all of a sudden we start living our life. And what the brain's doing now is showing you making you become aware to show proof of that, that belief of what you developed from between age and seven. That's its job. And so now it's starting to build this conditioning. So this is when we, you don't see this and you don't go through this until you're in your twenties and thirties, where all of a sudden you're trying to, let's say a business owner wants to uh, excel and, and go to seven figures, but right. they're stuck at a quarter mil and they can't break it no matter what, or the opposite could be true. And I see this happen often too where they do break through. They go to a half a mil. They go to 750000 a year, hmm. but their bank account stays the exact same and they can't figure out why. Okay. And they hire the best CPA. They look at the best financial advisor or fiduciary. But they do all these things and yet they don't get the results. And it comes back to what was going on as a kid. Well, when I was four years old, five years old, I used to see my parents fighting about money. Hmm. Okay. There's something there. Let's talk about that. You know, and then we do, there's a whole process to go through it, but that starts to dictate our life and it's underneath it's 95%. So another way to look at this is like, if you're thinking about like the last time you drove somewhere, let's say to go to your grocery store or right. uh, go to work or something like that. What did you notice on the way? Probably, what probably did, not a lot. <laughs> right. You, you, and, and I'm, I'm at fault of this too. And it's like, you just don't pay, you're unaware because why mm -hmm. what's happening here on autopilot. 
Yep. It's just like the temperature of your foot. What's the temperature of a foot? You didn't think about that at all. You didn't have to worry about it. But since I asked, now you're thinking, is my foot cold? Is it warm? Where is it at? Um, That's subconscious. So these are things that are running on their own to try to just say, hey, we're going to take care as much as we can for you. Um, You only have to worry about, you know, the things at the moment that you got to be focusing on. And that's great to certain degrees. But when it starts to affect, you know, goals, visions, relationships, money, health, all these different things, that's when it can start to play a role on us. No, it's, it's amazing. You said by seven because, and I'll share just a story. So I'm the oldest of three children, got a younger brother, three years younger, younger sister, six years younger. Mom always wanted a daughter. When my sister was born, I was almost seven years old. I have in the past shown to my wife or said, you know, I did this and and she started saying, Hey, do you want a cookie? Right. And it was, I was, but I was proving I was basically showing why I'd done to get praise or get attention. And that was from back in that five, six, when my sister was born, six to seven year old range. And I didn't realize it until I went with my brother. We were going up, we were on some rental properties, went with him. He says, Oh my God, I do the same thing. It was crazy. So what, what's your comments? I know you got something you want to say on that one. No, it's just fascinating because as the oldest, you are going to go through something that there's no other child's going to go through. And that's a loss because you had all the attention. Yep. Right. And now here comes brother. Now you already experienced that once, but that wasn't enough. Maybe it was, it was because, you know, who knows? It's, again, it's, it's one of those things you look at and it's like, well, who knows? Maybe it was because it was a boy. You were kind of like, ah, oh, it's kind of like a cool to have, but then yep. there was the girl. What kind of attention was given to the girl? Where were you at? Like, where's that four to five? What was, what was something that was planted already that that just all of a sudden opened up? Right. And that's, it's just one of the things, like, for example, I, even my own stuff, like, why is it that when certain things happen in my life, that is a lot of uncertainty and my fears come up and it's usually around finances. Cause again, I grew up in a very, uh, blue collar, uh, very financial, um, scarcity type mindset. Mm-hmm. And then I have this fear. I have this worry. I start to worry and I get all this, go down this rabbit hole. And, and my wife would always be like, she'll send me stuff all the time. And, and, and lately, since I've had a daughter, I have a six month old daughter. Talk oh, about man. awesome. Oh, thanks, brother. It's, it's been the best. And but one of the things that has come out of this, and it's just be, and I'm so happy we waited a little bit to have kids is because I'm self-reflecting now on my life and the things that I have gone through. And it's one of the things I became aware and go, I'm not worried about finances. I'm not worried about that, really. It's because I didn't have as much as that support when I was younger. I had to figure things out on my own. I didn't know what the next day was going to be and what was going to show up. Right. It's showing up in that realm. And then it's like, huh, now that I'm aware, as I always tell people, awareness is 50 to 90% of solving the problem. Yep. Because of that now, when those feelings come, it's like, no, everything's fine. Let's talk to that little child of me and just say, hey, we're good. It's not like it used to be. We're okay. We got this. And I, when I went through this like eight years ago, and I, then I was, it showed up again. And I was kind of like, I thought I healed this. Why is it showing up again? <laughs> and uh, But going through that process, this is kind of one of those things that it will um, – it shows up in different ways than what you think it is. No, so true. And I, I kind of grew, I didn't want for much of anything, but I heard money doesn't grow in trees. I heard when we drove by a house, my mom would say it must be nice, right? Like it was, it was those type of things. And, and, you know, the crazy thing is you think, you know, being a, a new dad, congrats again, no, nothing greater in life than, than being a father, right? I've got two sons, but now being uber and hyper aware of, 
breaking that chain of what I was told. So my sons don't have to repeat and go through the same struggles, pain that we pass down as parents. We just do. So I'd love, love, love your thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, there's so many, and it's one of those things where like, here's an example, my wife and I, we coming from a, I'm a certified pediatric chiropractor. So being a certified pediatric chiropractor, I've studied a ton of neurodevelopment. That's all we okay. look at is neurodevelopment stuff. And coming from a background of understanding mindset and, and consciousness and, and, and development, all those things in programming and conditioning, it's like, um, it helped me full picture. So my wife is very aware of this just as much as I am. And she's not a Cairo or anything, but um, just from, you know, five, six years of, of running an office like that. And she worked in it. Um, one of the things we, we say often is, is like, we're not going to tell our children good job. Mm-hmm. Now for some people like, oh, why don't you want to be positive to your child? And so we have a problem about what we've been conditioning humanity. And since the 1920s, 1930s, roughly is when this all started in the education system is, is, is looking outside oneself for authoritative figure to find self-value, right? To find values, to find self-worth. Okay. And so when we would look, look, look at the school system, when you, when you become aware of this, you're going to see it across the board. You can't, like we thought we were talking about before we came out, right? Once you see it, you never stop. So how do I know I'm a good student? Well, you have A's in classes. How do I know I'm a good, how do I know I'm a good athlete? Because you get a trophy. How do I know if I'm good at a good business owner? Well, because you have financial success, right? Where does all of that stem? Not internally into the person, the uniqueness of who they are, the gifts that they have. Instead, it looks outside oneself. So my wife and I are very, very big on that. And I'm the one who has to get, I'm probably going to do more work than she does about like, don't say good job or good girl. Like right now I can make mistakes. She's young. Um, She's not, there's no comprehension right now. Um, So I'm like trying to practice that, but that's, that's like one of them when it comes to um, again, in in the things I'm going to teach it, it, it's one of those things like, what didn't you get growing up? Mm -hmm. That's what you're going to want to instill in your children. And for me, it's, it's more about just supporting them you know, and supporting their wishes and what they want and, and really encouraging that that's going to be something big because what I want to create, and I've heard Gary Vee say this one time, uh, because somebody reached out to him about social media and worrying about bullying and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. or whatever that may be. And he, his response was so great because he's like, I have a daughter who's 13 and, and yada, yada, yada. And he's like, I'm, I focus on just self-esteem, building her self-esteem up and doing yeah. all that I can. I've been working on this for years. And <clears throat> it's one of those things where, that's the key concept of if we can do things on that level and support, support where they are. So if they want to do something, don't judge it. Yep. Even if it's totally against what you agree to or what don't, who, oh, well, they're too young. They don't know who cares. You have to let them figure that out. And what we do is, and, 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 and this is not me saying the Sadhguru said this was, is when we have children, it's not about teaching them our world. But it's actually reteaching us about the child is actually reteaching us about life. Hmm. What's important. Right. And it's one of those things like my daughter, again, my daughter's only six months old, but it's one of those things where she has been teaching me already to just slow down. I'm a type A driver in person, uh, person, uh, type A personality. Anyhow, yeah. And, but it's one of those things like when I'm with her, I'm with her. Yep. Like there's nothing else there. Like I'm learning to just be like, no, this is my time. She's also teaching me how to cut off. So my wife will bring her into my office and usually I'm like, I want to keep working. And it's like, you know what? No, take her, whatever it needs. I'm with her. I enjoy my time with her and just be present. So that way she doesn't see 
like other things that are more important. Like even with phones, we don't have phones around when she's with us. So these are some examples, but I hope that's answering the question in full detail. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I love that fact. I mean, I've, I've got two boys, 14 and 12. And one of the things I always said to them was when you come in with a request, either it's throwing the football or being a rebounder, you know, when they're shooting hoops, if nothing is urgent, I'm not on a call. I will put whatever I'm doing to the side and I'll go out and do that. And I, I have, I been perfect. No, but I've been pretty darn close to, and even when I feel tired, you know, after a day and I'm on the couch and my youngest son will say, dad, can you rebound? Hold on. I know what I said. There's going to be a day and a time where I'm not going to be able to do that. Yep. I'm going out and doing that. So that's, that's so important. One of the things you said, you know, instead of good job, one of the things I love to say is, Hey, great. Like you worked hard at it. Congratulations, because I want to instill the the effort, right? And then the other piece of we search for external validation. I've meditated with both my boys now. I guide them through meditation for the last three years. One of the things I say is like, you're not worried about what other people say, do, or how they act, right? You have control of your feelings, your thoughts, your actions, and what you choose is very powerful. So, you know, just things that we can plant those seeds so they can, they can live the best life. So I know we could talk a, a ton about that, but let's get back to, you know, programming conditioning. Obviously I'm sure people's minds were blown when they're like, wait a second. I took my, my mind was kind of formed by seven and now I'm an adult, but I still have that mindset and I have these beliefs and these subconscious thoughts that are driving a lot of what I'm doing. So if people are stuck, what's one or two things that they could do today that would help them kind of get some traction and some movement in their life. Yeah. One of the, the, the again, coming back to awareness is one of the big things. What shows up consistently in your life, mm-hmm. right? What are the feelings that show up consistently? What's your reaction to something? Because the, the, the more explosive of a reaction. So let's say if you had a bill that came out of nowhere and you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe this. What the heck? Where'd that come? That reaction. There's some limiting beliefs that it comes when it, when it comes to money of some sort, because you're in a exactly. scarcity. Mm-hmm. type of mindset. And you want to understand how many times you do that. If it's in business, the same thing. You want to look at those those type of patterns that show up, but it's more of the, the react. I like the reaction type stuff. So when I have a client that comes out and she, they share something, they're like, I just got so triggered by that. I'm like, yes, let's talk about this. This is, this yeah. is where we find some discovery stuff. And um, that's going to be one of the things. So it's awareness is the key. It, it seems easy, but again, remember, if we're 95% on autopilot, that means you're only you're not consciously being aware of things. You're not actually in the moment going, hmm, I noticed this pattern shows up a lot for me. Or when it comes to working out, you're like, I don't want to work out. I don't want to do this. What is it? What's the story of why? What's that feel? What excuse are you giving? What's that pattern that shows up? Because maybe you don't value health as much, or maybe um, you, it can, again, when it comes back to like this conditioning stuff, it's it's so uh, crazy. Like I can share, if you don't mind, I'll share a really crazy yeah, story. Yeah, absolutely. No, go ahead. So when I was, I used to do a lot of energy healing at one point when I first came out of chiropractic school um, okay. on top of chiropractic. And it was one, of, there was some technique I'd learned that we go into seeing what's going on with the body and what's like, what's, what's, what's not allowing it to adapt and thrive. Mm-hmm. And so this one person was talking about how she just has, um, she's allergic to chocolate. Okay. And she's been to every specialist. She tried to, you know, all these different testing and, and trying to desensitize, but she's like, I'm just sensitive to chocolate. 
I said, okay. I said, well, I go, we want to see what maybe be going on underneath the, the hood in a way, like from the, in a brain perspective, like what may be conditioned that way. Right. She's like, what do you mean? I said, well, let's, let me, let me, let me test some things out. Let me see. How does that sound? She's like, yeah, let's do it. So I went to check long story short. It was, she was five years old. Mm-hmm. She was sitting on her cement porch. Now, again, I'm, I didn't find all this detail. I just found five years old and dog. That's what came up. But gotcha. I, and again, I have no clue what that means. So I want you guys to understand listening to this. I don't know what five-year-old means and I don't know what dog means to her. For me, I'm just picking up information that is something that may be important to her. So I share this with her. I said, I go, something came up at five years old and I had to do something with the dog. I have no idea what this means, but does it relate in any way? And she's like, oh my God, how'd you know this? I'm like, oh, again, don't know that that's not important. And so she goes, I saw my dog get hit by a car right in front of me. Mm. Oh, I was man. sitting on my porch and it just happened. He, he got loose from the garage and boom. And I sat there and I'm like, did you have anything in your hand? Did you, were you having a piece of chocolate? Like, was there chocolate anywhere? She goes, you got to be freaking kidding me. I go, what? She goes, I had chocolate ice cream. Mm. So what happens in the moment, this is how we get conditioned. What happened in right. that moment is the brain saw an event that created a pain response and it took a snapshot of everything in there, right? And it gets stored as memory. It picked up on chocolate and related that event with the chocolate. What do you think happened when we cleared that out of her her system? Because there's a way we can clear it out. When we cleared it out fully, it took a couple sessions. What do you think happened when she had chocolate again? Nothing. Nothing. Hmm. So it's not only this conditioning does not only affect us from a mind perspective in our life and patterns and so forth. This conditioning also is built into us that it can affect our health. That's why I said it affects every fabric of our life in some way, shape or form. That's crazy. What a, what a crazy story to one, get people just to think about, wow. I mean, the, the stuff that we encounter, our experiences growing up, craft who we are as adults and that pre-programming. And I always say like, if you feel like it's groundhog day over and over again, you are just on autopilot. You're on the never ending treadmill of life. And until you jump off of it, until you drive a different way to the grocery store. So you actually can see and do different. It's, it's a struggle and it's a battle. So I've, I've loved this conversation. Where can uh, Vic, where can people find you? My website's my hub, empoweryourreality.com. I have free resources on there and a bunch of other things. But if you click on the button free resources, I have a free ebook that you can get. It's called the Mindful Mindset Solution. And I talk about different um, types of mindsets that are out there. I only mentioned five. There's plenty of more out there. But then I get into why you have that specific mindset. And we talk about limiting beliefs and some of the stuff we talked about here. So it's absolutely free. You can go and download it uh, and start reading. It's an easy read, about 7,000 words. It may take, I don't know, I don't know how long that is. It depends how fast you read, but <laughs> you can find that there. And then you can find me on social media and all that stuff that's on the website. Awesome. Vic, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, brother. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to your Hidden Edge podcast. You are now part of the movement, part of a tribe who's on a mission to uncover their hidden edge. We are stronger together. So please share this. Show up with one person in your network that you want to help. Together, 
we can empower others and connected, we can make a dent in the universe.